Zoe Lehman Imfeld is a postdoctoral fellow at the Center for Space and Habitability at the University of Bern in Switzerland, where she's also a lecturer in modern English literature at the English department. Zoe holds graduate degrees in both theology and literature, and she received her PhD in 2015 with the thesis Theology and the Victorian Ghost Story, which has recently been published as a book by Palgrave Macmillan. She's also editor of the volume Theology and Literature After Postmodernity with Peter Hampson and Allison Milbank, and she's a series editor for the Bloomsbury series Religion and the University. She's also a CTI member this year in the Inquiry on the Societal Implications of Astrobiology. And I had a chance last month after our fall symposium to record a conversation with her for the Fresh Thinking podcast. Thanks for joining the conversation. So as a member of, of CTI this year in the inquiry on astrobiology and its societal implications, how, do, how does this relate to your own work and what are you bringing to the table and what do you hope to get from, from the inquiry for your own research? At the moment, having spent the last three days in a room so full of ideas and so full of expertise all coming together in one room, I'm going away feeling as if I can definitely take a lot more. Hmm with me than I can offer, but I'd like to think that I can offer something. You said at the, at this morning during the during the symposium that you're leaving with sort of neurons firing all over Absolutely. the place. So what are what are some of those that um, you didn't mention what they actually are? What, what are a few of them? The different areas that I'm going away with are the ways in which the, the discourse that's being used to discuss um, some of the ideas that are being brought up. Um, one of the areas where I see that the different scholars who are here have to meet in the middle is very often not the ideas that they're sharing but the way that they're expressing mm. their ideas and I've had a chance in the last couple of days to because the scholars that are here they span the range from people who are thinking very philosophically and on a very grand scale about ideas of life in the universe and um, cosmology and and alongside that are people who are bringing it right back down into tiny scales of, um, and really sort of serious, serious, rigorous scientific work on the, on the genetics and on the biology and things. And it's, inter- it's fascinating as me coming from like the literary background and the discursive background to watch them, to see how people coming from these angles onto the same topic and the same issues negotiate ways of discussing the same ideas mm-hmm. um, so that they can actually have a conversation and not an argument and not competition and not um, and what I'm being able to take with me straight away is um, thinking about the 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 ways in which discourse can affect how we talk about these ideas and how small ideas can be very specific scientific goals can be expanded into philosophical discourse and likewise how we can pin down philosophical and theological discourse into something which is rigorous and how those can work both different ways and that's um, um, that's great to be sort of almost like a spectator and sit back for a second and watch it happening rather than try to be one of the people to watch watch people do it and see how it works and um, 
that's been that's been really fascinating these first couple of days as I've been seeing the dynamics of what's being done here. It's interesting. That's one of the ways interdisciplinary uh, conversation and scholarly work can go. I've noticed is not so much just talking across boundaries, but actually just listening in on other another field and listening to how they reason with one another and and so on. And I think the successful interdisciplinary work is the work that does both, that thinks in both of those ways. Um, and not only what are they doing, but how are they doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's when, it's more, that's when it's more successful, I think. You said something this morning that really, that really uh, interested me. You said good literature is theology and philosophy wrapped up in a fictional form. Is that how you approach in your own work as a lit- literature scholar? Um, Very much so. Yes, that's the... Um, I think there are there are two there are two strands of fiction, and one is literature, and one is fiction. And um, I always like to think about it in the sense of fiction. If you have two hundred pages of fiction, there's two hundred pages of ideas and two hundred pages of story with a capital S, and two hundred pages of literature is. A thousand pages of ideas and a thousand pages of story packed into 200 pages because and then part of reading it and reading it properly is to read it and then brush away the top layer of soil sort of like an archaeologist and then you get to the next layer and then you brush that away and then you get to the next layer and it's often then you find that there are these incredibly complex and difficult to grasp ideas and they're packaged up in a way which allows the imagination to work with those ideas in a way that I think directly going straight to um, I mean, we mentioned someone like Hegel and his phenomenology of spirit that's not an accessible text by anybody's standards um, and yet, phenomenology, for instance, is is a concept which is really central to the work that I'm doing. The, the how how phenomena is experienced in what I do is as important to the way I'm reading it as as what is being experienced in the experience. How it's being experienced is um, central to a lot of what I do. Um, and something like Hegel's phenomenology of, phenomenology of spirit wrap, packages that up in a way which theorises it. It's the text which allow my my imagination to engage with that experience and how it's been done. And then later on I can go to Hegel and he can give me a vocabulary to, to write about it and express it. Um, so tell me a bit about, your, I know you're at the Centre for Space and Habitability at the University of Bern. How did you come to be right. as a literature scholar at, at uh, this centre? And what, are the, kind of, what is the work you're doing there uh, at the moment? It's an interesting one because the space, the Centre for Studies and Habitability is um, a very um, easy to identify exact science centre um, and most of what they do would be very easily categorised into the hard sciences. Um, so it is a bit odd that I'm there, but they have, um, they have a programme in which um, most, of, most of the work that they do is to do with exoplanets. Um, there's a lot of spectroscopy going on. They um, were involved in Rosetta and they're going to be involved in Cheops in 2017. Um, so really um, 
looking at looking at what's out there um, and interpreting the data that comes back. That's the main thing. Um, and they've created this space for disciplines um, like philosophy of science and theology and English literature now to sort of take a step back from the work they're doing and look at the same questions on a broader scale um, and to um, look at the bigger questions. And so we all at the centre, all of those of us who are not um, astrophysicists or astrobiologists, um, we all have our own projects where we've taken whichever element of space research um, is interesting to us and that we can work with. And we do our own work and then we can also do that work in collaboration with people who are doing more scientific work and also with each other. So I get to share my work with philosophers of science and with theologians and also with astrophysicists um, and also with astrobiologists. And so we, we get to create a balance of doing projects which are still identifiable as being the disciplines that they are. So I'm still doing a very literary project. Um, Great. So in, in, the, in a collaborative sense which is a it's a rare opportunity to be able to do that so the the kind of collaboration between science and the humanities that's going on at cti and that you're taking part in as a member this year is something that you've been doing for a number of years years now i guess my last question to you is just you know you've been here for this symposium for the last couple of days and we've had a kind of immersion in the scientific data both biology and then we had a lecture on astronomy planetary science so even though we're at the beginning stages as a literature scholar, what would you say are sort of emerging as some of the societal implications of this area of science? Or is it too early to tell? That's a, that's <laughs> a hard one. For, <laughs> um, that's, I thought I was only going to have to answer that at the end of this, not, okay. <laughs> not at the beginning of it. Um, well, it may be too early to tell, and that's fine, but... Um, I guess another way to put it is, as a, as, a, as, a, as a literature scholar, how will you approach the question? Do you know what? That's probably right, because I want to say, I was thinking that I don't want to answer that question. I don't want to answer the question mm -hmm. based on the societal implications. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking that I actually think that that says something. The fact that I don't feel I want to answer it says something really positive to what's mm -hmm. gone on in the last few days. Mm -hmm. Because... The way that it's emerged in the conversations that have been going on is that this first session, and for me I'm thinking about it in sessions because I'm going away and coming back, I know that's different for some people, but the sort of initial meeting of minds has been one which has really grappled with what are the nuts and bolts of what it is that we're going to be looking at over the coming months. Um, what is it when we're talking about astrobiology? What is it that we're actually, which research are we talking about? Which aspects of what's emerging from astrobiological research is, are going to have something to say to our discussion? And I think that's actually fantastic because it means that, it means that this is actually a long and genuine project. And I think if we were all coming out at this stage with glib answers to what we think the societal implications were, I think that would, there'd be a poverty of thought there in the sense of, I think it would suggest that we all 
were coming into this with a feeling that we already had the answers and that all we want to do is really tell each other what our own answers are. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today and I look forward to working with you more throughout the year. Thank you. This is a really exciting project to be part of.